Hello, and welcome to episode 9 of the Wrestling Tonight podcast. I'm your host, Blake, and I just want to start off by saying I am very sorry about last week. I've been working a lot lately, and I just haven't found time to be able to record after uh, Raw and SmackDown and even the Super Showdown. I know it's Monday, but this podcast is going to be a little different. It's not going to be a review. It's just going to be more just getting my thoughts off and just clearing the air in the room. We're pointing out the elephant today. First, I want to start off by saying that the wrestling community is getting more and more divided than ever. We used to be a community that supported each other no matter what. And now we can see that the ties have really turned. And it's not like that just in the wrestling community. It's like that in the whole world. About anything you want or anything that's a topic really. It's either you're against it or you're not. There's no in between anymore in this world. So with saying that. As who I am as a wrestling fan, it's, it seems to be either you're WWE or you're anti-WWE. And for me personally, I'm all in for WWE. I have grew up watching this product as a child. I've even taken years off of watching it. And I've grown back to even watching it again. And yeah, it's in a tough time right now. It's in a rough spot, but as fans of the product, we shouldn't turn our backs on it as soon as we don't like it. And trust me, when it happens to AEW, you're going to sit there and wonder why the hell you're watching this show when something you don't like happens or whatever may be the case, whether it's a bad match or bad promo you're gonna sit there and ask yourself why the hell am I watching this when it's not giving me entertainment so what my thoughts I'm trying to go with this is I'm supportive of both I enjoy the product of WWE yes there's a lot to fix and yes I don't see it happening very quickly And with AEW, there's a lot of promise, but there's still a lot of questions to be asked. I'm not going to sit down and say double or nothing was the greatest event of the year. When honestly, there's only two or three matches that were worth watching. The Cody versus Dustin Rhodes didn't live up to what everyone said it did. It didn't live up to what... Dave Meltzer put uh, put it down to B. So for me, we got to stop withholding it to the high standard, which it isn't. And for WWE, we got to have to understand that it's not going to give us the best every single week. It's not like the 90s. It's not the Attitude Era. We are here 2019. WWE is the high horse of professional wrestling. There is no 
competition nearly as close with it. As much as we want AEW to be good competitor, we want the war to happen. AEW is nowhere near stepping foot to WWE right now. And honestly, there is the different products between the two. Sitting down looking at AEW, their competition is NXT. Then we sit down and look at TakeOver 25 that happened a couple weeks ago. And you tell me that AEW is better than NXT. Just sit there and think about that for a minute. That's not the case. It's not even true at all. Gargano, Adam Cole. 5.25 stars. A four-way tag match, ladder match for titles. 7.8 stars. I don't care. It's... I'll get into that in a minute about the star rating, but looking at NXT, those guys are hungry. Those guys want to be the best. And they're sitting down looking at people like AEW, New Japan, TNA, wrestling, quote, wrestling shows. Is They look at them as their competition. Triple H knows his competition. WWE does not know their competition because that's sports entertainment. There is a fine line between that, and I don't think the wrestling community understands that. That WWE is for entertainment. They are for putting on the shows, saying the best, and doing the best. Wrestling shows are meant to put on the best in-ring product there is. And if AEW is going to be a wrestling show, they're going to have to look and try to figure out to stop NXT with the momentum they have been on the last few years. Triple H has carried that show and made it into its own entity. So yeah, we're looking at, we want the rating wars to come back. WWE is still hitting 2 mil views. 2 million viewers a week on Raw or SmackDown. That's 2 million people. That's a lot of people right there. I'm not even going to go into pay-per-view buys or WWE Network now. I don't know. I'm not going to sit there and pull up numbers for that. But 2 million is a lot of people. So we're getting upset that their viewership is down from what it was 15 years ago. You sit back and look. The NFL is down. The NBA Eastern Conference Finals was down 50% just because LeBron wasn't in it. MLB attendance is dropping dramatically. But... We're a wrestling community. We don't care about that. We only care about what's going on in the world of wrestling. But I'm just bringing that to light so we can understand and realize that it's not just wrestling and WWE alone that's losing viewers. It's the whole sports industry that's losing viewers right now. The Women's World Cup is going on right now, and I guarantee that no one gives a damn about it. So how do you think they feel? Anyways, that's two cents on that. We're 
viewership is big, yes. But we're still hit two million a week. Longest running episodic live television series going on. There's no stopping that. But another topic is we're gonna sit down and talk about the star rating system. And I kind of lost interest in WWE around 2008-2009. I started to go through the middle school phase. Just lost interest in it. And that was about the time the internet was coming out and all this stuff. And I really didn't get back into it until uh, literally watching Raw and the episode of The Shield just falling apart. I just happened to turn it on and watch that. So that'd be what, 2014, 2015? But there's Dave Meltzer, Brian Alvarez, two bullshit reporters, and I'm saying that right now. And I don't care the hate that's going to come with it. But if we can sit here and believe that there's people inside of. WWE creative or talent roster, whatever we believe they have inside sources. You believe that Brian Alvarez is sitting here texting someone right now and saying, Hey, what's going on? Give me some news so I can report it and so I can say, Hey, my inside source said this. We are going to sit here and really believe that. Rumors are the hardest thing to believe. And that's in all of sports. I'm not even saying just WWE here. I'm saying in all of sports. You look right now. For NBA fans. Kyrie Irving alone. I'm not even going to talk about the rest of the NBA. That's been rumors being thrown around. I'm just saying Kyrie Irving. Has been said. Oh he might stay in Boston. Oh he's going to New York for sure. Oh, he's been talking to Brooklyn a lot. He can be going to Brooklyn. Oh, L.A. He's been buddy-buddy with LeBron again. They cleaned everything up. He can be going to the Lakers. What makes their source credible than mine when I can say the exact same thing? It doesn't make any sense. It was just like when news was reported about Dean Ambrose leaving. I didn't believe a second of that because I never seen nothing like that happen in all of wrestling. And then it turned out to be true. Then there's rumors going around that saying it wasn't going to be true. And it turns out, hey, he left. And now he's IWGP champ of the U.S. title in New Japan. And he's going to be in the G1 Climax. So, who can sit here and believe rumors when... We don't know the source. Just because the wrestling observer goes down and says, Hey, source told me that Sasha Banks isn't happy. Or, hey, Seth Rollins looks like he's injured. You're saying something that I know I and the two million people who are watching this product every week can see. So, I want to know what makes their word credible. 
And to go with that, the star rating system. And it's been known for a long time that Dave Meltzer is anti-WWE. And he kind of created this cult following behind him in the wrestling community to get people on board with that. And for me personally, I'm not trying to be one-sided in this. I don't want to be one-sided. I enjoy the art of professional wrestling. It's always been a dream of mine since I was a little kid to get into that business and work with the very best in the world. But to sit here and say Roman versus Shane is a two-star match. Oh, Roman is very boring. You really can't say that when you sit down and look. Oh, he's universal champ. Oh, he's selling money. Oh, he's top of merchandise sales. Oh, he's the main event every single week. And oh, Roman's boring. Roman sucks. And even the stuff about when Roman got cancer again. I was saying, oh, he should just die. Oh, he should just go away forever. All this. How are we going to be fans of this product? If you're wishing death threats on the people you sit here and watch and love. And not to mention, go and beg autographs from every time they're in your hometown. That's something that annoys me the most is that. And I've worked at the airport for a few years and I've seen it every week they have came in. 20 to 30 guys sitting in luggage claim with posters and everything else in between. Hey, can you so sign this? Sign this. Hey, can you sign this? Please sign this. Hey, sign this. And it's literally what your God, what everyone worships. CM Punk said, fans like you throwing this in my face every single week, having me sign this. Like, it's disgusting behavior I've seen out of it and for someone like me who respects this product you're supposed to respect the guys as well you're not supposed to treat them like they're animals so when I see a Chris Jericho walking through the airport at 6 in the morning trying to catch his flight to go wherever I made sure that no fans are going to bother him I got him through and everything whether it's oh AJ Styles is on his way. I know it for a fact. I'm like, how the hell do you know this when I've watched 30 other dudes come flying through already? Who are you to tell me that you know more than I do? Just because you sit there and follow them religiously? Or whether Dave Meltzer said, you know their flight connections and all this? It's disgusting behavior. And we just have to... Hold these people accountable when they do this. We got to turn around and put our foot down and say, hey, why the hell are you doing this? It was a thing. So when they're in Detroit, it's where I'm from, around the area. Zach Ryder was in town. And he signed some action figures. And I remember him posting this on his Twitter account later in the day. 
wow, I can't believe this. I'm tired of signing stuff for people who tell me it's for them, it's for their kids. And I see it on eBay a couple hours later. It's disgusting. Like, what's so hard about working a job and appreciating these guys? Yeah, it's okay to ask for an autograph. It's okay to go ask for a picture. I'm not saying don't do that at all. I'm saying you're taking this stuff that they are signing for you, giving you pictures of, taking time out their day to give to you, the fans, and you're going to turn around and sell it and make money off it. Like, you tell me what is the point of that. And I know I got sidetracked with the star rating because this has been a topic bothering me for a long time is watching how these fans are. So I'll get back to the star ratings now. So what about the star rating system should tell me why I should enjoy this match and what isn't a good match? Because I'll sit here right now and tell you, I did not enjoy watching Dusty Rhodes and Cody. I've said this up multiple times already. And they got what? Five point something stars? What about that is good? What about that says, hey, you didn't enjoy that match, but I did, so I'm giving it this rate. Because it's very vice versa in the WWE world. A match can get two stars, 1.7 stars. Oh, but I sit there and enjoyed it. I thought that was a match of the night. Oh, well, you're wrong. Dave Meltzer said this. Okay. Everyone has their own opinion. So if everyone has their own opinion, what is the star rating for? Is it for yourself? Is it, oh, I'm going to sit down and get this? And then see all over Instagram, Twitter. Oh, Dave Meltzer gave this. Dave Meltzer gave that. Dave Meltzer did this. Dave Meltzer said that. Dave Meltzer broke his fingers, like Eric Bischoff said, by twisting everyone's words. So, I just don't get why we hold these guys' words higher than ourselves. Like, they're not sports reporters. They're literally WWE story makers. That's what they are. Because we don't know their sources. No one knows their sources. For all I know. They might not even have sources. And they just might be making shit up every single week. Or maybe there is someone on the inside of WWE giving away their sources. But I'm going to turn this to our other topic. Is how to sit down and fix what's going on now. So, we've known WWE has been on the downhill slope the last few years. And after listening to former people talk like John Moxley, Dean Ambrose, Chris Jericho, and even going all the way back to Stunko Steve Austin, hearing him talk about the Attitude Era and going up against WCW, he said, we just went out every single week. We gave you 
pay-per-view like performances on a weekly basis. We went out and said what we had to do and said what we needed to get the fans over to do this. And he said everything changed when they bought out WCW and they threw a script. Stone Cold said at that point, he's, once he realized he had to read off a script, it just wasn't enjoyable anymore. And I understand that completely. And I've always wondered this about WWE's Okay, so it's scripted, but even what they say are scripted. We'll jump to John Cena and The Rock when he goes, I don't need the notes on my promo written on my wrist. And you can see The Rock has promos written on his wrist to remember what he needs to say. Someone like John Cena, I know he has creative control on what he can and can't say, so he goes out there and speaks from his heart. Triple H goes out there and speaks from his heart. And that's what needs to be done to make this product important again. We need to believe the words of what they're saying. And that's why when Sami Zayn goes out there every single week, you don't know what he's going to say. You don't know what's coming out of his mouth. And that's the enjoyment of watching a promo is what are they going to say next? When someone like Paul Heyman goes out there, Samoa Joe, The Miz, some of the best talkers in the WWE today. They kind of keep you on the edge of your seat. And yes, we watched John Cena rip Roman Reigns apart on doing a promo. But if we're going to make me start believing in wrestlers, because that's what everyone is. They're not even gimmicks anymore. They're wrestlers. But if we're going to make me believe in wrestlers, okay, let them go out there and tell them their story. Let Kevin Owens go out there every single week and say, hey, I'm this. I fight for myself. I fight for my family, and that's it. Let Roman Reigns go out there and say, I fight for my Samoan family, and I hold them to the high standard, and the Usos, and so on and so forth. It was just like a big deal was reported about Goldberg getting creative control over his promo. Because he is a guy that came through WCW in the early stages of Raw in the 2000s to where it wasn't scripted. Or if it was scripted, he was giving vague lines to go stay out there and dictate what it said. And that's how it is. Even seeing stuff about Enzo Amore. When he gave his uh, interview a few, probably about a month or so now. But he said, I have a notepad written of everything I've wanted to say and I've said. And I highlight and cross out everything I've said so I don't say it twice. That, he is probably going to go down as one of the best guys to shoot a promo in all of professional wrestling. Over the Kenny Omegas, over the Cody's, over the Miz, and everyone else in between. He could talk like no other. And now I see him and Big Cass all over Instagram and Twitter and whatever, fighting with Jake and Logan Paul of YouTube. 
which I don't know how that's going to go. That's whatever they want to do to stay in the public eye. Any publicity is good publicity. It's always going to be like that. We know it's always going to be like that, so we'll let them go off and be. But I really wanted to sit down today and just get a lot of things off my chest that I've seen that's really disgusted me the last few years. I'm hopefully going to sit down and try and record a review podcast of Raw and Smackdown or if you like how I just get topics like this every week I sit down and just talk instead of reviewing I'll be open to that as well I just kind of want some more feedback let me know what you like and what you don't like I know this was a very raw and uncut podcast i'm sorry about that but just a lot of frustration building up from the last few years twitter is starting to grow now it's uh at wt underscore podcast underscore we have a whole seven followers over there instagram is wrestling tonight podcast all one word we are slowly growing on that that's been the most improved out of everything youtube which you find this here is wrestling tonight podcast it's slowly growing i'm very patient i know the time will come everyone will come i know i don't share the same opinion viewpoint as everyone else but hey we are all the fans of this product, so this is what we need to do. We need to band together, and we need to start treating it before we actually do lose this in the whole wrestling community world because we know that's going downhill very quickly. But it's episode 9. Different podcast from the normal. Maybe I'll go like this next week or... Whatever the case may be, whatever I decide. If I have time, I'll sit down and record Raw and SmackDown. If not, I'll try to get one out the same time like this next week. But yeah, I'm your host, Blake. Signing off. Peace.